are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Six minutes past nine. Back in the 80s, no teenage girl's bedroom was complete without the chiseled jaw Norwegians that made up Aha staring down from their walls. Their mullets, ripped jeans and trademark leather wristband were the trendiest look in town. They worked for you, didn't they? I'm blushing now. <laughs> OK, so the hairstyles hair have changed, but they are still delighting fans with their latest album, Analog. We'll be meeting Mags, Paul and Morton in just a moment, but first, here is the new single. Aha, uh -huh. that is Morton, Max and Paul with us now. Very good morning, morning. to you. Good morning. Thank you. A lot of people saying, where have you been? What have you been doing? <sighs> Lots of different things, really. Um, we took a, a short seven-year break from each other in the 90s and uh, pursued uh, individual projects and uh, got together in year 2000, done some tours, a couple of three albums since, and um, this one, yeah. Uh, being reintroduced to uh, our British audience. But what, what happened? It was 93, wasn't it, when you, when you split? What happened there? Was there anything behind it? Were there creative differences? Did you get sick of each other or you just wanted to do your own thing? All of the above, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You hit it right on the mark. <laughs> yeah, I think it was uh, at that time we'd been working for a pretty straight 10 years, very hectic tempo and, you know, starting... Uh, at a time where, you know, just got out of high school and you're not sure exactly who you are and you get a strong urge to sort of find out what you could do on your own and, you know, yeah. what you've turned into, you know. So and that was, was enough to then bring you back together again? You thought, actually, we're better together or it's time to get back together? No, it's more like it, it was a constant irritation in the back of our heads, I would imagine, like, did we really resolve anything or did we make the best album we could make together? We, we still don't know. I mean, mm. we're still trying to find out. And, and what do you think then? Is this the best album that you could have made after coming back, Morton? Well, it's the only well, album we could make at this point. Yeah, so. it's more like that. Uh, I, I, I still, I'm still wondering what we can possibly achieve. Is we, there's, there's, there is a lot of potential between the three of us and, and, and uh, things happen every time we get together so uh, and we take a day at a time really how would you describe the music then on this album is it different oh that's a hard one <laughs> the different always sounds good in my ears I don't yeah know. <laughs> yeah it, yeah it's i mean Anything it's, it's always it's always new I mean, it's new to us and we do it kind of we we as long as we do it for the right reason which is for the music and, and the impact it has on us and that it it affects people out there then uh, then we're fortunate to, do, to be able to do it. Mm. T tell me this though, Paul, I mean, has the music industry changed? You've changed, you're maturer, but uh, is the music industry very different from the one that you encountered first in the 1980s? 
It is. I mean, we've <laughs> the sales are so much lower. Let's <laughs> get going on. straight to the yeah, yeah. <laughs> different forms, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, of course, there's the internet form, now and the yeah. download market. There's, there's mm. so many ways of, uh, of doing it now, and uh, mm. you know, everybody's. I guess we're lucky to be in a way a dinosaur band that we can we can go out and play without even having an album out. You know, mm. because people come to see our yeah. old. But it, it can't be easy for. Uh, young bands to sort of get going because you don't get any you get one shot to get it right and and you are you know, still as hugely popular as ever I was reading that you um, you've, you've been playing I know you've been touring but to also turned up at a London music store and what 1500 right. people camped overnight mostly in my age was it group, actually yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah me and my sleeping bag yeah but um, it's true you are still as popular as ever which must feel pretty good after this time we've had a, a great response uh, which is something you can't expect, you know, it, it, it happens and you, you appreciate, uh, but it does. But it's an interesting time, I think, as well. I mean, that, like you were saying, that the business itself is, in a, is right at the heart of a, of a colossal change uh, that, that is taking place now. And it is interesting. I mean, nobody knows exactly where it's going. Uh, Paul's saying the sales are dropping, but, but the interest for music is there's more music produced and consumed today than ever before. And you're uh, there in the thick of it once again. <laughs> Just quickly, where did, our, where did the name come from? Was, it, was that inspired by ABBA? Because uh, have you ever heard of Alan Partridge in this country? Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> He's yes. used the phrase for his, uh, for his chat where, where did the any, any Scandinavian band that, that wants to be successful must have two A's at least in the name. So. We we went to you know a numerologist. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he's referring to Abba. I think uh, it just we were looking for a name that was not Norwegian and not English. We are Norwegian. We wanted something that mm. had an international. Uh, I mean, it's a term of enlightenment. Uh -huh. That's the That's tried and tested answer that we've been using for twenty years. <laughs> it, well, it used to be true. Anyway, <laughs> there we go. Lovely to see you all. Thank you very yeah. much indeed. That is it. Welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. What's up, Lee? Hey, I'm I'm not quite a pretzel, but I'm pretty bent. How are you doing, Mark? Yeah, that's funny. You're bent. <laughs> you remind me of a well, group you probably don't like now. <laughs> I probably won't. Yeah, you probably don't like Matchbox 20. Oh, God, why do you have to fucking mention them? <laughs> I like Matchbox 20, and I like his solo stuff, so... Oh! I don't care about the um, song which Smooth. Guy was Matt, which guy was the solo guy, Matchbox or 20? <laughs> it was that one dude who sings for them. I can't remember his name. <laughs> oh, I know. I know his name. I don't want to say, because I don't want to look like a piece of poop. Piece of poop. Well, now I want to know who his <laughs> name is. No, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, well, I, like uh, I like Matchbox 20. They're really Thomas, good. Something... Thomas. His last name is Thomas. Yeah, I know. Why the fuck does he have a Rob last Thomas. name of Thomas? Rob Thomas. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah um, he was on that yeah, damn Carlos Santana yeah. Supernatural album. Yeah, I don't yeah, like that fucking, song. Fucking, I want to kick that guy in the butt. But sorry, I won't say that officially in but case he hears it. You should have seen him on Live at Daryl's house when they were doing acoustic versions of his songs and uh, Daryl's songs. Really good. Oh, take your word for it and I'll try. It's just that I heard one of their albums and it just sounded so normal. Like, it, it, it was like too normal for me. You know how the, the um, Rolling Stones have the album Exile on Main Street? 
Um, okay. Well, they uh, Matchbox 20 had their greatest hits album called Exile from the Mainstream. Oh. <laughs> well, I like that title. Because they're huge, but nobody really, you know, nobody, they're like, they feel like they're exiled, you know, from the, the mainstream because nobody really mentions them. But they were huge. <laughs> it's like, dang. Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel sometimes like tweeting Rob Rob Thomas and just and just saying some weird shit and giving one. No, I'll, I'll say I love your singing and I want you to do one of my songs and give him a really weird song of mine. Well, he's he if you I, could help me find the name of it of of a song of mine, I'll I'll tweet him with. <laughs> I think he uh, did. He uh, produces I Zombie. He was in an episode playing himself, and he got killed. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, uh, I, I I Zombie sounds too much like Rob Zombie. I'd rather hear the original than the I. Well, it's a pretty good show. It's like from DC Comics. It's really cool. Oh. Okay. I'm doing my. Maj- I mean Washington D. I mean Washington DC like Snapple. Washington DC peach flavored ice zombie drink. <laughs> well, that's so funny how you saying you were drinking diet peach snapple and rum when I just used diet peach snapple and mixed it with rub. I was like, wow, this is a cool. Well, hey, that's <laughs> cool. The only difference is I don't mix. Well, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying I can't. If I'm at a party, I'll mix. But if I'm on my own, I won't. Hey, I just got in the mail. On Friday, I'm not going to open it because it's so cool. Metallica's, oh. Metallica's 598 EP, Garage Days Revisited. And it cool, has, I, I prefer that you not open it. You keep it sealed always. Well, it's a long box. Remember the old CD <laughs> long boxes? And, oh, it, and it has a 3D cool. photo in front of it. It's like you can move it and you can see the, the guitars moving shit. It's pretty yeah. cool. And you can see the title go in and out. Is like it called Garage Days Revisited? Yeah, re revisited. So in other words, it's not it's not their old stuff, it's them doing again their old stuff. Is that no, right? This is from nineteen eighty nine. It's a it's limited edition long box oh. with lit Linterker cover. It, it wasn't five ninety eight though, it was nine ninety nine. But <laughs> actually, actually I'm I'm kind of interested in that one. I, I when I say I've heard all of Metallica studio albums, I specifically only kept it to the full-length albums and the studio um, because I didn't want to burden myself with hearing everything of Metallica. But but I I, I heard Cliff them all, and I saw this the the videotape of that, and I liked that. Yeah, it's uh, it's reissued for Record Store Day. I got it off Amazon, and uh, it ha- it's just a bunch of cover songs. They did five cover songs. It's an EP: Helpless, The Small Hours, The Weight, Crash Course, and Brain Surgery, Last Caress, Green Health. You know, huh. they, they do covers of bands I don't like, but when they do it, I like it. So it's so weird. It's like I I haven't even heard of any of those songs. So I know one of them. Me. One of them is The Misfits, and I don't like Glenn oh. Danzig at all. But this is a uh, cool thing. I'm not going to open it because since I bought it on Amazon, I got the remastered versions digitally too. So 
I don't need to open it because I could transfer those songs to my iTunes and bam, I got the remastered versions. Cool. Without so is this? This will be so is this thing for me. So it's like when you're old and gray, you can sell it. You know, um, sell it for for enough money to buy a mint pacifier. <laughs> maybe or maybe some, maybe some diapers. <laughs> Gold plated diapers. <laughs> Salmon flavored because salmon mixed with gold is considered to be a delicacy. I hate salmon. Ugh. Oh, I hate you like seafood. Any fish? I hate seafood. Ah, you like food you can't see. Ah. Kaching. Well, I'm on a seafood diet. I eat what I see, except fish. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you, you like beef. You like you like steak. I like That's chicken cool. and beef. Chicken and beef. Yeah, yeah. I I got I got I went to the it's it's a it's a poke place. Poke means fish bowl, but they do teriyaki bento box, and they use New York steak. So I got that last night. And those you know? po those pokey restaurants are just popping up here and there. I bet one it's a fad, and I bet all those restaurants eventually will go out of business. Ah, uh, maybe, but um, believe it or not, they're they're pretty good. But mm. um, but. But it depends. Do you have a lot of um, Asian people where you are? Not in my city, but in Anaheim, there's a lot of Asians and Brea and stuff like that. So yeah, oh, okay. that's where they're popping up. I think they're, they're they tried a uh, like a fish lo a Cajun lobster house here, and it went out of business within four days. Uh, <laughs> well, um, okay. Well, in Oakland, there's. There, there were um, a few of them, and most of them shut down except for this one place. So there were three, and now there's only one. So you, you might have a point to that. But I would say out of out of the three, because this one is still around, it's the best. <laughs> you know. Cool. Well, uh, let's digress now. Let's get into this album that I picked. It's from one of my favorite bands from the '80s, and still one of my favorite bands. I, I just love them. They're from Norway. It's yeah. their eighth studio album, Analog, released in 2005. It's Aha's first album on Polydor Records, Universal. Huh. Having previously been signed to Warner Music, four singles were also released from this record. The album's second single, Analog, All I Want became the group's first top 10 hit in the UK singles chart since Stay On These Roads, 1988. The album reached 24 to UK and got silver certification there. The thing about this band is that after the after their first album, Hunting High and Low, with the, the mm -hmm. big video on MTV, Take On Me, this band disappeared in America. Yeah. But this band didn't disappear. They are huge in Europe. And when they came uh, back wow. here to tour in uh, for their la for uh, they said their final tour, but I think they made more albums since then because I guess one of the guys is going into politics in Norway. But huh. they sold out in America, coming and played here, so they're still big. Is as their albums were never really released here in America, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you the charts because there is no Amer they didn't chart in America at all in this album it's like Austrian charts 18 Belgian 63 Danish 46 Ephesian uh, Estonian albums chart 7 European albums chart 16 French 60 German 6 Greek albums 23 Hungarian 90 Dutch albums 50 Norwegian of course number 1 they're huge in their own country oh yeah 
Polish 27, Russian 20, number 3, Swiss 21, UK 24, and World's Album Charts 41. In Norway, it went platinum with 40,000 copies. I guess platinum is cheaper there. And in Russia, uh. gold with 10,000. And in UK, silver with 60,000. I think the USA should lower the standards for gold and platinum in this climate of music sales so we could get back to showing, hey, man, these guys are doing good. But if you don't... It's like you sell 10,000 copies now in America, you're awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I, I would say, in my opinion, if if they wanted to just say they sell platinum in the world, meaning, you know, enough copies that reach platinum, with all those different countries combined, they could probably make that case. Well, this group is really cool. If you go, if you go on YouTube, you really can't find any of their songs. Only live, they have a live acoustic version of "Take on Me," which is beautiful, man. I oh love yeah, it. they have an acoustic album that I saw that I want to get now. <laughs> it's freaking, they kick ass, and the sun always shines on TV, and they made their best material after hunting high and low, which sucks because they didn't get any play in America because America fucking sucks. Not on music, I'm liking good bands. They just want to hear the Britney Spears and Beyonce's and new kids on the block and fuck the good music. Let's hear shit that freaking just gets us dancing for five seconds. Yeah. Or 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 if I'm going to the bathroom, let's get me dancing to the bathroom for ten seconds until the guy gets out of the fucking door. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into this great album. I think it's a great album by Aha. You know, it's like from Ooh. a rock and metal progressive guy, you know, this is, it's like other people like, uh, what's that band, uh, freaking that band that sings, fucking that Swedish band that everybody likes. Um. It's a pop band that does movies. Um. Huh. Yeah. Um. Freaking mm. Dr. Fuck loves the shit out of. Oh, aha, uh -huh. I mean. ABBA? ABBA, yeah, this is my oh, ABBA. Oh, God. <laughs> this is my ABBA. You know, I don't really like ABBA. They do have catchy tunes, and I don't slight them. They're not disco, so they're cool. Oh. <laughs> I would say I half agree with you, but I have to say I quarter agree. Well, I think the B-52s are better. <laughs> I agree. All right. Well, let's get into this album. Let's get into... Oh, wait. Before we get into this album, I need a pen. Yeah. What are your favorite three songs off this album? Okay. Don't Do Me Any Favors. Okay. And then, um... Halfway Through the Tour. And then Make It Soon. And Make It Soon? Yeah. Well, you picked songs I wouldn't even pick. So, ah, you. Okay, what was halfway through the tour and, and make it soon, right? And don't do me any favors. Yeah. I'm gonna add a. That's because I like the album for things other than you do. <laughs> yeah. Half don't don't do me any favors halfway through the tour and make it what? Um, make it soon. Make it soon. All right, so I'm gonna have to pick a fourth track because I really love this song and I need it to be played. Cozy Prisons. Um, That'll be my fourth track. Okay. I love that song. 
All right, let's get into this album with the title track, Solis. But before we get into this album, uh, I want to give you some uh, background on this song. Solis was originally composed to integrate the soundtrack, The Da Vinci Code. So it can be interpreted as a torture instrument, Solis, and a woman who tortures a man. It was supposed to be in that soundtrack. Like, dang. Huh. So that's pretty cool. I just wanted to say that. So why do you, uh, what do you think of this song? Oh, well, this sounds kind of futuristic in a way like Tangerine Dream, but in a pop context, very interesting and unique. I love it. Yeah, it's a cool song, I put. Love this song. Sets a mood from the beginning. Love the little riff of the guitar that comes in and out, and the keyboards are great. Love the vocals. He is very good. Lyrics are really good. Upbeat for a song about hurt, but the keyboards have the hurt going through them. You know, like keyboards make the mood that it's it's a hurting song. You know, it gives you the hurt through it, but it's very upbeat for a song talking about hurting of, about a woman yeah. doing you wrong. You know, it's yeah. really really off off center. That's what I think about it. But it's That's really cool. good. I love it. All right, so the next song, Don't Do Me Any Favors, is one of your four song, three songs off this album. So let's get into it. Here's Don't Do Me Any Favors by AHA. You offer your assistance, but you won't accept my hand. Draw your own conclusions and there's room for little else Your own participation's based on how much you can lose I cannot help but feel that this won't be any Oh, 
Don't Do Me Any Favors by AHA. So why did you pick this song, Lee? Oh, this is like the group um, AHA, which this is, and the group Tangerine Dream. This is one of my favorite songs off the album. Really great. Yeah, I said very moody song. Love it. Just this this album seems to have a theme going through it of pain and loss. Great song. I love it. It's like a great, it's like a moody album, you know. It just gets you in a mood. You start thinking of stories, how they're talking. And then we'll get into the third song, which I picked, Cozy Prisons. So here's Cozy Prisons on the Freeform Rock Podcast. yourself a breath of air there's another life out there and you should try it dead ends high on every street look before you place your feet cracks and fissures keep the beat and you're inside it every thought you never Every mood you always knew would sink Every line you spoke out loud in a jest All the time you took to be your best Soon forgotten The sun was never Touch your skin It could expose The dark within Paranoia About the paranoia Panic hits Without a sign You worry about it All the time Every perfect Moment is 
think of cozy prisons lee oh this is quite interesting it's like a combination of david crosby and tangerine dream in a way i wouldn't have thought could have been possible but it is this is quite original and i really enjoy it in fact um i'm glad that you're picking a fourth song because there's a song that i realize now that i also picked as one of my songs but because I also liked the song before this, Don't Do Me Any Favors, I ended up actually um, mentioning that one before my third song. So we're talking about there's more than one song, but you know what I mean? Well, did you know that Cozy Prisons and the song Over the Treetops included backing vocals by Graham Nash? Huh. I did not, but... um. Hey, that's 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 an unexpected kind of coincidence. That's cool. I know. Since you said that, I had to read that. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, dang!" I didn't know that Graham Nash went and did a Norwegian album. I was like, "Cool." I mean, he did a song called "Prison Song," which is good. It doesn't sound anything like that, but it is a good song. But yeah. Okay. What I think about this song is my favorite song off this album. This song is real, like we're trapped in a prison, we don't want to leave because it's cozy. And they have lyrics in here, it like goes like, The sun must never touch your skin, could expose the dark within. And then they, they also say, every perfect moment is a hidden warning. It's so deep, 
the way they write. You don't expect this from like, aha, you know, take on me. They write very deep lyrics on this album, and I'm very impressed by this band. The song well, is so eerie and strong lyrics, and they also say in the lyrics, bottled wine is is vinegar tomorrow. Wow, I love that. And yeah. ends and the song ends with this. So if you're careful, you won't get hurt. But if you're careful all the time, what's it's wor- what's it worth? That song just oh, hits yeah. me hard. That lyric just hits me hard. It's like, dude, get out of your comfort zone. Fucking get out and live life. I think that's what they're saying here. Don't be in a cozy prison. Get out there and enjoy life. You know, don't yeah. don't do what's comfortable for you. Get out of your prison and freaking live live life. You know, that's what I think the song is about. What do you, what do you think? Um, I. I would say that I, now that you say that, I do agree. What I think is, I'm thinking more their music is like, they they combine a lot of elements of stuff that I wouldn't have thought people would have combined. And they do it with this confidence like it's natural. So I was very surprised at their originality. They reminded me of me, except without... I don't have the capability of doing all those different instruments because I don't know enough people to play. But you know what I mean. I mean that that kind of thing where you do... You don't do what the record company wants. You do what you want. And then if the company is digging it, then fine. And if not, then we'll take our bids elsewhere. But... It got released. They were writing killer pop songs with freaking musicianship that is unparalleled by any other band at this time. I just like, wow. This band is so deep, but it's so poppy. If you read the lyrics, it's like, damn. Fuck, this band should be progressive rock. (laughs) It's like... And they are in a way, I think. They kind of are, huh? I think... And then we get into the title track, Analog, All I Want. What do you think about this track? Uh, this sounds like it could have been off of Fleetwood Mac's album, Tusk. This is cool. A bit different, but it makes me feel English when I hear this. And I'm on my way on a date with Karen Woodward from Bananarama. Oh, she's hot. <laughs> Except I don't like the chorus. The chorus sounds too much like Chumbawamba. Uh, I don't think it sounds like Trouble Wumba at all. Uh, all right. I just said this song is awesome. A little piano thing going in and out, and the strumming of the guitar is killer. And see, I wrote the chorus is awesome. So simple. This music is oh, so God. simple. This sim- Go on. This music is so simple, but the mu- the song is so simple, but the music is so complex. It just flows, and the lyrics are great, and the voice, wow. Morton could really emote in his voice. It's like he could go high, he could go low, he could go strong. It's like, man, this band is so underrated. People in America really need to go back and look at their their catalog after Hunting High and Low because, fuck, there's not one bad album by this band. To me. Right on, right American. on. All right, let's get into the song Birthright. What do you think of this? This has a little bit too much of that David Pomerantz singer-songwriter early 1970s Let's Sing of Rainbows type of sound 
it's the only song on here that makes me think that, but the drum helps it sound better. So I'm not going to say I like the song, but I do like the way they play it. And it has a little too much of that James Blunt sound that I don't dig. James Blunt came out way after them. <laughs> I know, but but why music? If you if you if you listen to James Blunt, and 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 you hear this, um, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 doing opposite as far as influence, but yeah, it it just it just reminds me too much of that James Boo Boo poop <laughs> sound. I don't like James Blunt, but I like Aha. Yeah. And I said, yeah. So Moody takes you on a trip. Love the song. Love the beat. Like you said, the drummer. The piano is great. Musician. So underrated in America. Love it when he hits the highs on what you're going to do. And the break is awesome in this song. Yeah. So let's get into track six, Holy Ground. What do you think of this one? Oh, um, this is like if the Pet Shop Boys had been more serious. It's a decent song, not one of my favorites, but I can stomach it. I said I think they're using the keyboards as bass in here, kind of like the Doors, but I, I found out later they do have a bass player on this album. Love the oh, beat. Okay. The song flows so good. Love this song. Not really too yeah. much to talk about. But yeah. we're getting... And I want to say, by the way, um, I was mistaken when I said that I had a fourth song uh -huh. I didn't. Um, um, that <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened. I guess I wanted to give four songs, but no, I only gave three. So that's my drunken mind. I'm sorry, everybody. In Lee's drunken mind, beware. <laughs> All, right, All right. Anyway, go on. Let's get into track seven, Over the Treetops. What do you think of this one? Oh, um, this has a strange um, 60s sound to it kind of like the goop love i think it's great it has an original quality to it that makes me take notice this is a great song yeah i think it's a good song starts acoustic but it's not my favorite song off this album but i wouldn't skip it i think it's killer filler ah man you don't you don't believe me when i talk about my killer filler song i always oh, believe oh. you when you talk about killer filler but we or, we or in other words you believe that I think it? I'm kidding. It's okay. All right, let's get into the next <laughs> song, which is the second song you picked halfway through the tour. Tour. Yeah. Okay, here's halfway through the tour by Aha on the free form.
that was halfway through the tour on the Freeform Rock podcast. Why did you pick this song, Lee? In the first half, this reminds me in an odd way of Paul Williams, but I do mean it in a good way. The only time I'd ever mean it in a good way. But I kind of dig this song. It's cheesy and overblown and retro-sounding and all that, but it has a happy vibe to it that makes me feel good. I could hear the Bee Gees do it. It's not bad. Then, the song gets quite slow and different, and I like it better. This was a good move for them. They made this one of my favorite songs off of here. Wow, good job. Cool. I hate to disagree with you. I think it's a little... Oh, shit! I think it's a little filler here, but it's a cool fuck. song. I like it, Lee. Okay. Okay, I like okay, it. Okay, I'm sorry. But do not... I just wanted to say fucking shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> but do not love it. Wouldn't skip it. <coughs> but it says... My thing is the last two songs on this... The, the seven and the eight track do not fit this record for the moody, eerie feeling. It got a little poppy to me, and it, it kind of took away from the album. Maybe they should have used this on a different album, because they are good songs. It just... It didn't go with the context of what the album was going for, moody and eerie to me. So it was kind I of kind of agree with you there. Yeah, I, I, I would. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the ninth song on this album, "A Fine Blue Line." What do you think of this one? This has a little bit of what I would call the James Blunt sound, and I don't mean it as a compliment. I don't have much to say about this song except. It's a good thing they didn't fill the whole album with James Blunt type songs. But they, are, they James Blunt wasn't even out in 2005. I know, but I mean, um, they kind of predicted him by doing this shit. So you think he went to AHA and said, this is how I want to sound on these songs? I think that they thought there would be some asshole who will do it, and we might as well do it first. <laughs> Well, I, I said I said now it's back to the moody feel of the album. Cool song, I like it. Ah, because it went back. You know, the seven and eight tracks just went weird, and then now it's yeah. I like the down poppy the song. songs better. I do. <laughs> That's me. All right, and now we get to track ten, "Keeper of the Flame." What'd you think of this one? This has sort of a Ben Folds five flavor to it, but I like this better than that group. It has a little bit of a Beatles sound to it. Oh, wow. I would call this filler, but not bad filler. I like the arrangement of the song, but it's not one of my favorites. Yeah, well, me and you thought the same thing of this. I said, reminds, cool. reminds we me always of the, agree. <laughs> right on. Reminds me of the Beatles. Really good song. Love it. Love the Beatles-like drumming going on to in this song and the song structure is totally Beatles wow right on yeah so we both agreed on the Beatles feel on this it really sounded like this could be on Abbey Road really the drum the bum, 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 I yeah. thought of that yeah it's kind of sounded like something that Beatles would have done on Abbey Road to me oh definitely I thought of that yeah and then we get into the third song you picked off this record make it soon so here's make it soon by aha and the freeform rock pop I watch my love, she's sleeping 
Make It Soon by AHA. Why'd you pick this track? When it starts, I could have heard this on a movie soundtrack. It's quiet and understated, but well done. But then it gets really heavy, and it's totally wow. It's definitely a deep cut, but I dig it. Yeah, I said song starts off slow, and he kicks ass in the middle, and then back to slow. What a great song. What a great band. I just they're just so underrated this band. It's like they are really good musicians and nobody fucking knows about them except for fucking take on me and it pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad that you you told me because um I would have never heard it if if it weren't for you. So you you definitely have you did a Lee Gerstman on me and then showed me what I didn't know. Kudos to you. You're you're right on, man. Yeah, and then we get into track number 12, White Dwarf. What do you think of this one? 
this is interesting. It's strange, definitely, like Ennio Morricone and Stephen Stills in a twisted mix. If you don't know who Ennio Morricone is, just go da 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 Now you know. He did the uh, Rocky soundtrack? Um, Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah! I, I have a bad voice, but that's not a... a that's not a, a... a bad thing for you. Nobody understands what I say. Anyway, I don't want to call this filler, but I will say that there are other songs that I consider more my favorite. But this is unique and interesting. What I said about it, love his voice. He has so much emotion in it. The song is so good, people really need to listen to this man. Uh-huh. And then we get into the last track on the album, The Summers of You, track number 13. What do you think of this one? This has a little bit of an acoustic piano Neil Young flavor to it. It's not a bad song for a mellow last song on an album. I've definitely heard worse. I like the electronic elements in the song. They help it sound better than when the song, I mean, than when the string section comes in, it gets even better. So the song has surprises that creep up, and I like it. It isn't one of my favorites, but it's far from being a bad song. But you, did you notice that the keyboards are, aren't really that overpowering on this album? It's there in the context of the song. It just doesn't do keyboards to do keyboards. It's like freaking awesome. Um, I, I would say that they have different textures. So yeah, but... I was mostly surprised at the fact that they had acoustic guitar. That tripped me out. I wouldn't have thought that they did, but now yeah. I know not to assume anything. They play everything. It's just like, wow, freaking awesome. Yeah. I said, cool song to end a very good album. A little Radiohead-ish, but good. I don't like Radiohead huh. that much. And when Morton uh, comes in with uh. what you're going to do, and that car sounding synth, it just makes the whole song for me. Wow, that's 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 cool. Yeah, so the the band the personnel of this band is Morton Hack Harkett vocals. I'm probably gonna butcher their names because they're Norwegian. Paul oh. Wakatar Savoy, guitars, keyboards, and vocals. See they do everything huh. here. And then you got Magna Folemon, guitars, keyboards, piano, and vocals. And then you have additional musicians. You have Per Linval drums, Alex Toff drums, Fraud Yulan drums, Spin Linval bass, Martin Truffaut bass guitar piano, Jan Borgerg bass, Koss Borkland guitars piano, Ger Sunder guitars, Andres Olsen guitars, Christar Carlson pianos, and Graham Nash backing vocals. Um, it makes me think I could do this. Um, on vocals, on, and we have, on keyboards, we have, on drums, on whatever else, and they go, you got the, right, but his name is, Vaughn. 
It's just weird how how this band this band has evolved from their first album, and they there's a great album called Lifelines before this album that's really good too, and the the album over the oh, wow, oh. I'm all like fucking Foot of the Mountain, which is really good from 2009. This band just wow, no freaking that's they cool. just evolved from the first album. They got more heavy with the lyrics and more into it. So do you have a track of wow. the weekly? Um I do and I um will say my track of the week How about we do um something from a group called Art and um it's going to be a cover tune. Um, Art was Spooky Tooth, but without Gary Wright. And they did a version of the Young Rascal song, Come On Up, that's really good. And I'll give you the link to it. I'll it's, find it. It's a pretty... I'll find it for you. I don't think you can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if, if, if you can't, tell me. If I can't, but I'll tell you. By called art um, come on up and let's see if, if you get it well I'm going to go back to the first record I ever owned Double Vision by Foreigner and I'm going to pick Blue Morning Blue Day huh I think it's a cool track it's so awesome Lou Graham's vocals and the musicianship is just so killer on this track I just love the lyrics. It says, Blue morning, blue day. Won't you see things my way? Like you do. You want people to see things your way, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and even though they don't, it's like, you know, hey, I, I at least try. Yeah, this is, this is a killer track from a killer record. And uh, I love Lou Graham. I loved all his solo stuff. And I even liked his Christian album he did. Fucking uh, Mick Jones is a genius, even though he produced 5150, which everybody hates. But I love I love Hagar. I love Daily Rock. I just think Van Halen went a different direction, more poppy. But I still enjoyed it. But I still like the six-pack more. Like I always tell people, David is Van Halen. Sammy just gave them an extra mainstream feel. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and after this show, I'm going to watch <laughs> Sammy Hagar's Rock and Roll Road Trip on Axis Television, which is really killer, so you should check out that show. Um, if I if I watch it, I'm not going to mention it to anybody because I still like to wear a bulletproof vest and I don't want someone to shoot me. Boom, 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 boom. All right, Lee, what's your pick next week? Um, How about if I give you... um like multiple choice and you can tell me what you think would be good. As long as it's um, rock, you should just tell me which one you want. I don't know which one. Um, um, <laughs> it, it's either HP Lovecraft, which is from the 60s, or there's one new group called Olden Yoke, who I might watch in New York. Um, and they're 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 kind of like electronica and folk in a rock way, or a group called Frost, which had 
um, Dick Wagner who did the Sweet Pain solo on Kiss. Well, she, we should just take the Dick Wagner shit, Frost. Okay, hey, I, I, when when you said that, I thought to myself, yeah, yep, right on. I like Dick Wagner, Alice Cooper, guitar player too. So, so it's an album by the group called the Frost, called Frost Music. Frost Music. Plus, he he played the guitar solo on Train Cup Rolling by Aerosmith. Cool. I didn't know that. That's no yep. wonder it's so good. Yep, Train Cup Rolling. Well, you don't like uh, the guitar players in Aerosmith, Joe Perry, and uh... no, 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 I do. But I mean, it's even it's even better. <laughs> Damn. God, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't of, know. I, I, mean, I other, mean, what's the other guitar player's name? I'm kind of a little buzzed. Um, Tom Hamilton. I love Tom Hamilton. I gotta get that yeah. Hamilton. What's that Hamilton shit? Hamilton Wait. Air Force Base. I'm kidding. No Hamilton. Well, he did the the singer who was in Ted Nugent's band. They have two. Oh, albums. oh, oh, oh! I mean Brad Whitford. I'm sorry. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's Tom Hamilton's yeah. the bass player, man. Brad yeah, Whit- Whitford um, and Holmes, right? Yeah. In fact, I'm almost thinking if you want to instead do Whitford and Holmes' first album, we can do that. That sounds good. Okay, why don't we why don't we do that? Why don't we do Whit for next week? Let's do Whitford St. Holmes. Oh, cool! I like that. Yeah, yeah, because um, um, I don't want to say too much except to say that um, I I tweeted um Derek St. Holmes and someone else. I, I, I don't want to give names, but he retweeted the tweet, and he's now a follower of mine, and he's also a part of a particular podcast. But so, I but I will say that that it might be kind of cool if we do that one. Yeah, I, 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 I hadn't even thought I, I hadn't even thought of that because I I got it. I, I had that album back when it first came out. I went to St. Vincent de Paul. Some of the albums that we've done, like Legs Diamond or whatever we've done, I've gotten for like fifty cents or twenty-five cents at St. Vincent de Paul. They had like promo copies, and I'm like, now that stuff's expensive. But I was like, that's cool, and it's um, if if you like Aerosmith and you like Ted Nugent. I'm not going to say it sounds exactly like both those bands, but if you do like that sound, you will like it. Cool, man. I, I've always wanted to listen to them. I've never heard it, and I was going to buy it off Amazon, Oh, and I kept um, forgetting about them. I know they had a new Killer album that everybody loved, and I haven't heard it yet. Their second I have to listen to it, too. Um, I think the new album is... Well, I'll I'll look for the first album, but yeah, um, I definitely had the first album, and it was very good. So I'll definitely give you the links. All right, man. Till next week, we're doing Whitford St. Holmes' first album. Thank you, Lee. right on. And man, okay, rock on. And you should join the new social network called MeWe. Meet me, MeWe. You know me and we. MeWe. I um. I might have heard of it. Is it good? Yeah, they don't sell your uh, information to companies. <laughs> okay. All right, on. I'll, I'll definitely um, take a look at that. Thank B- you. Bushy's on there. Doctor Fuck's on there. Chris Sinzak's on there. So take it, take it easy, man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's like um, 
and they never advertise that stuff. So and I got so, our podcast uh, group on there too. <laughs> oh, right on! And you That's can chat cool. with people. It's cool. I like it. I'll definitely look for it. Thank you so much. All right, man. Till next week, Lee. Keep rocking and drink that rum. I definitely will. Take care, buddy. All right, man. Later, guys.
Now let's get into the promos. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I wanna rock. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You gotta fight for your right. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern. The Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal based podcasts. You'll find everything from music based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Punch it! Get blasted! Ear Pillar, the podcasting and interview news site. To keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear, go to EarPillar.com to find out what we're all about. From New York, 
Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? From North Carolina! Skitter Pal Meow Meow. This is Bushy. And the Mountain. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure only on the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. You can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Thank you very much! Hey, this is Lee Gerstmann, and if you like to hear some stuff that's like, you don't know what it's going to be, and even if it's stuff that I don't even know what it's going to be, check me out on what I call the Lee Gerstmann Show, and it's just me doing reviews or me doing horsing around or whatever I'm doing. Check it out, please. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.